Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News on this Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. We got a lot of content to get to in entertainment news. So much uh, regarding Clayton and Keelan Bristow. All these stories and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. All right, where do we begin? I mean, I'm not kidding. I've already got four videos lined up for tomorrow. We've got juice and tea being spilled, babies being birthed. Kaylin Bristow, we have her reacting to, you know, the idea that she uh, has several exes that are uh, pregnant uh, in the moment. And she has some pretty interesting commentary about how she wouldn't want to be in their position. Doesn't really reveal why, but we're going to share that content and so much more on today's episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. Let's start uh, actually getting into this Clayton Eckerd story. So if you didn't catch my YouTube video, I'm going to give you the Spark Notes version right now of what the hell went down. Uh, baby mama drama? Bachelor Clayton Eckerd's ex, Fling, demands he take paternity test in court case after she becomes pregnant with tri- with twins. Holy Mari Povich, what the hell is this story? Now, again, this is only in the sun, so take it with a grain of salt. Although we did find the court documents, if you want to see us reacting to these court documents, you can go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal and watch, uh, w- watch us read through the documents. Uh, there's been a motion that was filed, I think as early as August 1st. I'm not exactly sure how this works in family court here in, I believe Maricopa County, Arizona, Uh, but they've already got a judge assigned to the case, Julie Mata. The petitioner's name is available online. We discussed this privately on the Patreon. She wants to remain anonymous, but um, she is a podcaster and has uh, a series of talks on TEDx. So she's super easy to find online, which again, respectfully, I'm not going to mention her name here, but she's claiming that Clayton is the dad, is the father to her twins that she's, I guess, around four or five months pregnant with. Uh, This whole case will be solved very quickly with a paternity test, uh, but he is denying that he even had sex with her. So it appears that, and again, this is according to commentary and sources from The Sun, but it appears that he has denied having sex with her. So if there's any weird um, instance where he becomes the father, it does, I mean, it's like, what is this? Is this Christ, uh, you know, born with a virgin? What, like, what is, what is this story is the question. And we're going to be very sensitive to this story. Because if he is the dad, I think rightfully he should pay child support at the least. Uh, But of course, uh, he has been accused of things in the past and respectfully... While we don't exactly know all of the details and the evidence and all of that, let's just wait till things work themselves out. Next Thursday, the 28th, they are supposed to appear and have some sort of joint session where they try to work this out. Uh, It would be worked out very quickly if they just take a paternity test. Um, uh, But anyway, if you want to check out the juicy story, and I mean juicy, I don't know how factual it is, but it is juicy. Go to YouTube and you can hear my full commentary regarding that story. And in a story we were covering yesterday of a missing F-35 fighter jet, you need the music when you have a missing fighter jet they found the remains of the jet that is the fighter of course as we know ejected himself or herself from the cockpit uh we called it a premature ejection but it appears the ejection was done right at the right time 
because the plane was found and missing debris were found near the site of ejection. Debris from a missing F-35 Lightning II stealth fighter jet have been located in South Carolina after a pilot ejected and parachuted to safety. But many questions remain amid an ongoing investigation into the incident. The U.S. Marine Corps hasn't yet released much information about how the most expensive aircraft went missing in crash. How the hell do you lose an F-35? Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You eject from it, and then it has to go somewhere. Luckily, it appears to have crashed in the woods, so it doesn't look like it caused any human damage there. But wild story and reckless spending. Once again, money up in smoke. Here I am trying to just afford to buy my own home. You know, that whole white picket fence they promised us in grade school. Remember that? And then we've got $60 million jets just literally being thrown through the atmosphere. And that's the world we live in, folks. If anyone's in Los Angeles this Friday, I've got two different stand-up shows. Uh, the first one is on 3rd Street in Santa Monica at Uncle Polly's Deli. I'll post the information on my Instagram, but if anyone's interested in a chuckle, you can check me out this Friday there, and I believe next Wednesday at the Hollywood Improv. I'll have more details coming to you guys shortly. Um, I've got Hannah, uh, uh, what's her name? Hannah and Dylan exchanging their vows. I was going to say Hannah Brown. That's not the same Hannah. Hannah Godwin. That's right. I've got her and Dylan exchanging their vows. I'll get to that story right after a quick word from our sponsors. Okay, we got fighter jets crashing. We have boats sinking. We're going to get to that story in a second. But here is the vow exchange between Hannah Godwin and Dylan uh, Ar- Ar- Barber. Is that his name? And this was at uh, their French wedding in Europe. Have a listen. I was terrified to walk down those stairs in Mexico. Little did I know it would change my life forever <laughs> in so many beautiful ways. This is going to be hard. (laughs) After a solid 15 minutes of playing hard to get, I knew it was over for me. Your smile, your laugh, the facial expressions you make, I fell in love with all of that and all of you. I had been jokingly calling you my girlfriend since you first popped up on my TV four years ago. It had to be there. It doesn't sound as creepy as it is. (laughs) I promise to listen and support any work, goal, or dream you have, even if I have literally no clue what you're even talking about sometimes. (laughs) And I promise to make sure you wake up and go to sleep every single day feeling as loved as you deserve. Hannah, I'm blessed to have you in my life. I know you're going to be the most amazing wife and a wonderful mom one day. And now four years ago, I told you I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. And I can't wait for that life to start now. I love you. Love you. So sweet. Oh, to kiss. <laughs> high five. <laughs> he said, are we allowed to kiss? And she said, high five. Very nice vows. Very sentimental. Good for them there. And Bachelor in Paradise doesn't just produce marriages. It also is producing some drama here. This not exactly, this not happening during the filming of Bachelor in Paradise, but recent Bachelor in Paradise star alumni Braden Bowers actually had his life saved yesterday. I'm going to play the full three-minute clip for you. It's a Fox 5 report in San Diego. Have a listen to this wild, wild story. About an hour. A fun fishing trip turned scary as a boat started sinking with five men on board, including stars from The Bachelorette. Thanks for joining us on this Monday night. I'm Phil Blauer. That ship sank 17 miles off the coast of San Diego. And fortunately, some boaters saw the stranded men and jumped into action. 
Our Sarah Legre joins us on Shelter Island with the story that you'll see only here on Fox 5. This was supposed to be a good day out fishing on the water and suddenly their line gets stuck in the propeller. Their boat is sinking and it's sinking fast. I mean, these guys were stuck in the water for hours and they say the fact that somebody even crossed their path was nothing short of a miracle. It's like being trapped and helpless because there's no service. We weren't able to send a distress signal at all. And the only thing that you have out there is like hope. This video showcases the moments after Aaron Schwartzman and four of his friends were rescued. Yes, every passenger is accounted for. After spending three and a half hours in the water, hopeless, 17 miles away from the coast of the San Diego Harbor. Finally bought a boat of my dreams, so I thought. Um, only for it to sink on me. He and his friend Braden Bowers met while filming the latest season of The Bachelorette. It's not what you have in life, it's, it's who you have in life. The two now recounting their close call with death after a day of fishing gone wrong. My buddy Gavin, he got his line stuck on the stuck on the engine propeller. And so uh, Aaron just went to the back of the boat to go lift the engine up to go try to untangle it. And all of a sudden, as soon as he stepped on the swim deck, the boat literally just sunk. A minute later, the vessel submerged, leaving Braden, Aaron and three others in an empty body of water with nowhere to turn. In that moment, we were just I mean, you're like, is this actually happening? It's a nightmare. Do you think of the next steps? But, you know, what are the next steps when you're 15 miles in the ocean in a windswell? And just before all hope was lost came a boat. We were looking for yellowfin tuna and we had to find a school of men. Chris Kieran and his cousin TJ came to the rescue after spotting something reflective in the water while fishing. More times than not, we would just kind of bypass it. And for whatever reason, we wanted to go take a look and see maybe if it was holding fish. And that's when we saw the guys in the water. <laughs> Something the two say was an act from above. I, those guys, they're, they're heroes. I mean, they really are. Yeah, but I, I owe them everything. I owe them my friends still. I owe them, you know, they, they saved my life because, you know, I'm, I'm in shape, but I ain't running. I ain't swimming 15 miles. So I guarantee you that. Yeah. A life saved, humanity restored, and new friendships made with quite the story to tell. I don't, we don't consider ourselves heroes. We're doing what any other fisherman that I would consider doing. There's no way. I'm just so grateful by the grace of God that we actually did see something reflective and work that way. Just the, the, the things that had to add up for us to get to them. And once we found them, we were just saying that's our best catch of the day. Gotta love it. The best catch of the day. Yeah, and by the way, I mean, the waters in SoCal are very, very cold. Uh, hypothermia must have been on the table there if they were not found. So this could have been a legitimate tragedy, and it was averted due to several heroes and what I believe to be maybe a possible miracle. Now, I made this YouTube video saying, hey, if God exists, you know, we, we found him today because he put these guys in the right position to find uh, Braden and his friends. And then I got this comment from somebody, God does exist, and I don't appreciate you in many of your videos degrading God. Wow, I will not be watching your channel anymore, and God will have his revenge. You reel what you sow. And I said, my God doesn't seek revenge on YouTubers. My God also invented spell check. All right. I mean, God, these people are real crazy. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh, what can you do? All right. So either way, crisis averted there. Great story. So 
glad to hear they came out of it in a positive light. I've got so much content to get to tomorrow. Uh, we've got Tyler Cameron uh, mentioning what he uh, sort of demanded to be The Bachelor, and they didn't agree to it. And then I've also, you know, here's a story I haven't played. I don't know if we're going to have time for it. Um, to do on YouTube. So let me share it with you here. This is Michael A. discussing how much money he made to be on uh, Bachelor in Paradise. Have a listen. Through it without it. Did you negotiate your contract? Did you get paid you well? No, I did. Or, you negotiated. You no, know, I negotiated. Did you negotiate a guarantee or a per diem? Oh, I did a uh, guarantee. Guarantee. Will you tell me what the guarantee was? Um, yeah, it was uh, 35. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. So you knew day one or day two, you leave, you're still going to walk away with that. Yeah. And, it, you know, it wasn't necessarily about the money, but it's the, and this is what people don't consider. Yeah. Is sure, two and a half weeks, 35,000. Awesome. Sure. That's great. great money. Yeah. Like fantastic. But then with contracts and things like that, they keep you from making any sort of influencer money. Right you know, until the show is finally done airing. So very interesting. Yeah. People think 35K and they go, that's a lot of money. Assuming it's just $35,000 that shows up in your bank account with no other issues, but you do have to sign a contract to be on the show. And that means usually for another year, they have to approve what podcasts you do and this and that. Uh, so it comes with a cost. And also just because it's a lot of money for you, 35 grand to be on the, I mean, imagine if he got kicked out day two, that would have been $35,000 to be there for two days, but the show's making money and the show's not losing money. It's not a charity. Uh, it makes money. It pays the bills of a lot of people and it makes them a lot of money. So of course, I think it's fair for Michael to say, Hey, if you want me there, show me the money, show me the money. And that's exactly what Tyler says. I'll probably combine this into a YouTube video tomorrow, so we'll have more to discuss there. But yeah, some fascinating stuff between the Colt, between the Colton, uh, Clayton, excuse me, Clayton Ecker, between his court case that's happening. And again, I'm not in the, I'm not on the side of of dismissing people. Clearly, it's going through the court system. This is the way it's supposed to be done. Um, but he did say that he did never have never had sex with her. So either he's lying or she's lying. It's There's going to be some resolution here. So I'm just going to hold off on my uh, my thoughts on that till that happens. All right, I'm going to share with you several clips from Caitlin Bristow on today's episode of Off the Vine. That's very fascinating stuff. She uh, discusses... Um, you know, her breakup and all of the women that are probably sliding into Jason's DMs. Now, normally I've got all of this other content, you know, to get to that's non-Bachelor related, but there's just so many stories happening right now. Um, here's one quick one for you. Kevin Costner and ex-Christine settled divorce amid contentious legal battle four months after her filing. In a surprising turn of events, the actor and his wife of 18 years have settled their divorce following months of legal back and forth. So I think she was asking for 50,000, whatever. I mean, 80,000 a month, something in that range, which is a lot of money, but either way, they've come to what they call an amicable agreement, which doesn't seem too amicable that it was in all the gossip rags. But hey, when you get divorced with kids and you're worth a lot of money, that tends to happen. Whereas Caitlin Bristow comments on not having kids, it makes the breakup a little easier. Have a listen to what she had to say. Kristen Cavallari was talking about how she wants to be courted. And I was like, I like that. Like, 
somebody could try. Slide into my DMs. Somebody. Yeah. I'm not, I might not respond or I might not be interested. I'm not ready to date yet, but yeah. like, I would like to feel flattered. Yeah. There it is, folks. Slide into Caitlin Bristow's DMs. She's got a wine business. Hey, maybe you own a plot of land that can be turned into a vineyard. We could make this some sort of uh, Christmas Hallmark movie. Yeah. I'm sure girls are sliding into Jason's. You think? Oh, oh for, for sure. sure. Oh, for sure. And that is true. Women, girls, ladies, the females, a binder full of them, are all sliding into Jason's DMs. I am sure uh, there are people, oh, hey, how are you? If you ever want to talk, feel free. Let's get a coffee. You know, all all of the uh, ice breaking that happens in the DMs. How much supporters of of mine are going in there? How much, how many... Bachelor Nation girlies, do you think, are sliding in? Oh, he, well, he's those doing are, his... He's, those doing, are. <laughs> he's doing his Bachelor Nation rounds, though. What is it, Like, on podcasts? No. Well, yes, and, like, going to U.S. Open with all Bachelor people, going to clubs with Bachelor uh, people. So, yeah, I'm sure there's some Bachelor girlies in there. Which, uh, which is fair. I mean, Caitlin's been to Europe twice now in the last month, and she's allowed to go around, and, and you know, they're now no longer together. Now, Jason and Caitlin have done nothing but speak kindly of each other. I don't expect that to change. I think it's totally fair, uh, given their circumstance, for Caitlin to have this conversation and this fodder. I don't think that's a big deal whatsoever. And we're going to play what she had to say about her exes, Sean and Nick, both having babies. I'll have all that and more for you right after a quick word from our sponsors. And we are back, and now we have Caitlin Bristow questioning whether or not Jason may date another Bachelor alumni. Have a listen. Sure. Oh my God, do you Six think he's going to date another Bachelor girl? I think... I don't, I'm not saying it's going to come from him, but I definitely think Bachelor Nation girls are going to try because, one, they're thirsty. Yeah. And, like, it'll be a good look. Yeah. Like, it'll be a... Good storyline. Good story, yeah. I'm a, uh, is Amanda not Caitlin Bristow's friend? I feel like even if you just ended your engagement, even if it was a month or two months ago, for Amanda to be like, oh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to date another Bachelor person, that feels kind of off to me. Oh, and he's God. cute and he's like Jason, you know, but but I could so see it. And I'm sure a lot of regular girl, girlies from Buffalo are sliding oh, for sure. in too. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I have another question for you though, because stupidly, I, you're not coming on my podcast this time you're in New York. Yeah. Okay, next time. Okay, um, interview me. Go. Um, your tiny feet. I can't stop looking at them. They're, They're so tiny. Okay, come on. Um, I mean, I love a good tiny foot here, but let's get to the T. So after you broke up. Yeah. Everyone was, I mean, to me, it felt like that. It was coming out that Nick was having a baby and Sean was having oh, a baby. God, I know. Like, and everyone was like, poor Caitlin. I, Did you feel like poor Caitlin? Only because people were making me feel mm. that way. Deep down in my soul, no. Okay. Because I, like it's unrelated to you. God. I know so much tea about those things, too, yeah. where I'm like, you're no. not like, you're not like, oh, I'm what like, I could have had. No. Yeah. Caitlin, back the tea up. Come on, let's hear it. If you just park it over here, just drop the tea. She says she has so much tea she knows. What could the tea be? I'm assuming she's got more tea on Sean Booth, uh, only because Sean's relationship seemed to be more casual. I mean, what do I know? We, well, let's find out. And there's situations with those two relationships where I'm like, I would never want that. Yeah. That seems miserable to me. I'm happy that for them, if they want a baby and that's like a miracle of life, like that's incredible. I just know too much. Yeah. Where I go, no, I don't feel sad for me at all. I feel like I am like a strong, brave woman who's choosing all, my own are. happiness. First who of all, knows, you are. Like, I know that deep 
deep down, thank you for confirming. I know that. And so she said it seems miserable to her. And again, we don't exactly know what she's referencing. It could be Sean Booth. It could be having a baby when you're not in love. Maybe maybe that idea is miserable to her co-parenting and things like that. Really not sure. I don't. I, I would I would imagine she's speaking about Sean Booth and not Nick because I don't know why she would assume Nick's miserable because they're engaged or starting a family and all that. And so the noise makes me question that sometimes, and then I have to just take a step back and go, no, bitch. The timing was interesting because timing so is funny because timing is like that in life. But yeah, the narrative of like poor Caitlin, you know. But, it, but were you ass. also like, oh, that's a nice change from home wrecking Caitlin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, are people having sympathy for me? Who called Caitlin a home wrecker? I feel like Amanda's kind of, I don't know. I don't know what their relationship is, but it doesn't feel that friendly. Like, I, I, I don't know if people calling Caitlin Bristow a homewrecker of all the things that people might say because, you know, people are mean. Um, but either way, it is. I mean, it, it her last two exes, uh, I mean, I'm assuming Nick. So she, she so yeah, Nick was her second to last ex because she moved. So she dumps Nick, ends up with Sean. That ends, and then she goes to Jason. All perfectly fair. But her last two exes, the fact that in a one month span we find out that Sean and Nick are both having children. I mean, you don't. It's not really projecting onto Caitlyn. It's just a burn. It's a burn that they're going in one direction and her relationship was ending. Even though that's perfectly fair for her, I think it's good for her to choose herself kind of nice <laughs> it yeah. was that was crazy though i'm yeah. like here she goes again like break going through a breakup at 38 while her two exes are having babies at the same time like it's just wild it's just wild the it, way life is yeah. timing is so funny but again like timing is funny you didn't take it there i didn't because i mean i i wouldn't want to have a baby yeah. out of like you wouldn't want just because of my age because that's where I should be yeah. because um Jason is on paper so great and I should be doing this like yeah. no I'm not gonna live my life like that and yeah. the people that are so mad at me for it are the people that aren't brave enough to do it themselves yeah first of all I and the truth is is that no one else knows what their relationship was no one knows if Jason was kicking the can down the road or whatever moral issues they didn't see eye to eye on or their business like sure they could have been happy and together but it wasn't meant to be and you shouldn't you shouldn't ignore the red flags because you are 38 and you should have a kid you know like you can choose to abandon or, or end this relationship choose yourself and Invest in yourself, raise your, your quote unquote stock as high as possible, be the best version of yourself and somebody that's ready will come along and you might only need to be together for two months. I mean, look at Claire Crowley, right? She chose herself and this dream guy came along and it took her a couple extra years, but she's been able to make it work. I, I, I know it's a weird uh, reaction to have, but when people break up, I'm not like happy but I am, I have the sense of like, good for them because yeah. I know that it's hard. I've seen it yeah. be hard for people. I know how many people are in situations that they're in just because they can't take that step. Mm -hmm. So to me, when people break up, it's not like, it is sad, but it's also like, I understand what it takes to do it. it really so hard, I yeah. am sure that it's because they shouldn't be together. Yeah. So then I'm happy for those two yes. people That's that how they people get to like at it. live their lives, you know, didn't Emrata, Emrata just said that it's so chic to be, you know, divorced. Yeah, divorced. Yeah, Emily Ratajkowski said it's, she's divorced, but it's okay. She doesn't need a man. And the truth is, that's easy to say when you're in a position 
which is a good position to be in with it, which is financial independence. But it's also the type of thing you say like, yeah, of course you feel that way now, but don't negate, you know, finding your person and having someone to share it. Like don't negate all of that uh, just because it didn't work for you in this current moment. Like keep the door open is my point. And the door is open here, folks. Again, I want to thank everyone for leaving such kind reviews. It really helps the podcast grow. And as you know, right now we are in a growth stage. I'm trying to buy a house. I'm trying to make the podcast uh, get more listeners and the YouTube, more viewers and all of those little things. I'm trying to buy a house and enlarge the family, maybe even get a Basset Hound rescue. Who knows? Can you, can you imagine two dozen Basset Hounds running around the floors over, over here at the uh, podcast empire? Either way, uh, with your individual help by joining the Patreon and, and donating there. It really helps the podcast grow. It really helps get the word out by giving nice reviews on the app and all of that. So thanks again from the bottom of my heart for t turning what was sort of a test. I mean, we are quickly approaching the one-year anniversary. What should we do for our one-year anniversary of the podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour? And eventually, we'll call it the Rush Hour. Maybe we'll call it Pop Rush Hour. We'll make it more um, evergreen and more widespread than just Bachelor. But in the meantime, you know, I'm trying to grow all of our audience and give us a reason to tune in every afternoon. So I appreciate you guys uh, sliding into my podcast DMs, as it were, and making this thing a priority for us. Thank you all so much. We'll be back tomorrow. The news is going to be crazy. It's a wild week of content here and we'll have you updated on all that is in Bachelor Nation. As always, I've been Dave Neal and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. I can hear it. I can see it.